0: Welcome into another episode of Locked on Phillies. And unfortunately, the Phillies dropped yesterday's game to the Atlanta Braves, which means the Braves have won the NL East again. But we've got some questions still, and the Phillies aren't dead yet. Hopefully we'll see that again later on in October. And can Christopher Sanchez start a playoff game for this team? Maybe. We'll also check in on the standings and see how much that uh, three losses out of four to the Atlanta Braves hurts the Phillies in the standings. We'll discuss on today's episode of lock on phillies you are locked on phillies your daily philadelphia phillies podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I really appreciate all of that, and I appreciate you uh, joining in on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Unfortunately, it won't be a fun one as far as recapping what happened yesterday. The Philadelphia Phillies fall 4-1 to to the Atlanta Braves. The only run the Philadelphia Phillies score comes on an early Bryson Stott RBI single. And the Atlanta Braves, with that victory, clinch the NL East title. They're very close to clinching the top seed in the entirety of the National League side of the bracket for the playoffs. I mean, they've been in for a bit now uh, since the first game of the series, or I guess since the doubleheader, maybe even before that Uh, I I don't know. The Braves are a juggernaut, right? They've won the NLEs for six straight years. Uh, Even last year coming from behind from the Mets, that was probably their most impressive one. This one was kind of in hand for four months now, five months now, since the season really started. Once the Phillies started cold, the Mets collapsed. It was basically over in the division. So we knew this was coming. For everyone who's upset with the Philadelphia Phillies for allowing the Braves to celebrate on their field, Listen, I get it. You never want to see a team raise a banner or win a division or hoist a trophy, anything like that, on your home turf. You want to try and defend it. I'll tell you what. I thought the Phillies played their best game defense and pitching-wise of the series yesterday. And Christopher Sanchez had 10 strikeouts. Uh, I mean, that was great work by him. The Phillies made some great defensive plays. Alec Boehm had a nice sliding play. Trey Turner had a great turnaround play. Bryson Stott made a great one in – Foul territory, sliding towards the line or towards the fence rather. He was already well past the foul line. I didn't think the Phillies played a bad game. I just thought the offense didn't do enough. And Spencer Strider is a strikeout monster for a reason. He's in the NL Cy Young conversation for a reason. That's Spencer Strider. He's tough to beat. You see what you have ahead of you for a National League Divisional Series potentially. Of course, the Phillies still got to make it in and make it through the Wild Card Series to get there, but uh, the task is daunting. Oh, uh, by the way, before we get deeper into this, I want to make sure the narrative is correct on this. When it comes to the graphic the Phillies put up on the scoreboard, so at Citizens Bank Park they put a big graphic on the giant new scoreboard out in left field. Says congratulations to twenty twenty three to the Atlanta Braves uh, twenty twenty three NL East champions or whatever. That's a normal thing. The Astros honored the Phillies when they clinched a playoff spot out in Houston last year. I mean, teams just do that across baseball. It's not a Phillies choice, really. It's more just common courtesy to go ahead and do that. And the Phillies went ahead and did that. So anyone who's upset over that, you're being upset for no reason. Like, don't get worked up over that. Get worked up over your team's performance. I mean, losing three of four to the Braves is not out of the question for even good teams in baseball. The Atlanta Braves are that good, but the Philadelphia Phillies offense needs to be better. The Philadelphia Phillies defense needs to be better. I mean – the Phillies need to put together more complete baseball games down the stretch. We're going to talk in the final segment today about the games they have left and the standings check-in and everything. If they're going to be the top wild card seed, they're going to have to put together better baseball games. But I'll tell you what, I got to say congratulations to the Atlanta Braves because that team fully deserves to be champions of the NL East. They're a monster of an organization. They're good year in and year out. They just always, always, always win the division. And they have one of the better lineups I can remember seeing in recent years in baseball. I don't know where their weakness is. I really don't. The Braves are in a position where their lineup is deep. Their pitching staff is solid at the top. Their bullpen is better than what you have here in Philadelphia. Like I don't know the weakness for this Braves team. So here's what needs to happen, right? Here's how after this series. And you're going to see the Braves one more time. you got three games down in Atlanta coming up. But – Here's how, if the Phillies are going to beat the Braves, what they'd have to do. First of all, you're going to need three really good starts from somebody, whether it's two from Zach Wheeler in a five-game series, if he throws game one and game five or something like that. Uh, whether it's Wheeler and Nola and somebody else, like you're going to have to find a way to get three exceptional starts. And when I say exceptional starts, what I mean by that is seven-plus innings two well now go three because the offense is that good for them three or less earned runs and yeah just absolutely working i might even go two or less earned runs like you're going to need someone multiple someones to really show up and shove you're going to need the bullpen to be nearly flawless and you're going to need the offense to do what they did where they got hot and gained momentum now i'll tell you what the braves as good as they are and any team as good as they are i mean you saw with the astros now, the Astros ended up getting the series back to Houston and winning it there and everything like that when we talk about the World Series. But even the Astros, who were the world champions last year, had some trouble at points at Citizens Bank Park when the crowd really got into it and the momentum felt like it was shifting. Citizens Bank Park is a tough place to win in October. Truist Park? Not as much. There's not as much of a home field advantage. So the recipe is... Throw Zach Wheeler or throw Aaron Nola, either one of those guys, in one of the first two games of the series down in Atlanta, steal a win. Or, you know, it could even be Rangers for us. He's the one who got you one last year. Uh, Go ahead and take one of the wins in the first first two games down there in Atlanta. Come up here and have your two big guys, Nola, Wheeler. And, yes, Nola's still one of your big guys. He has a high ceiling. He's got an opportunity to, to shove. For a little bit, maybe it's his going away present if he ends up not with the organization. But those guys got a shove, and you can't let the series go back to Atlanta. Uh, that's the only way, and you got to find a way to. Uh, you can't work around guys because the lineup's too deep. But if there's three guys on that team that you need to be absolutely careful with, and if there's a base open, should get nothing to hit. Acuna, Olson, Riley, you cannot throw the ball to them. You you just can't. They're too good. They're too powerful. The home run is always in play for them, and they, they got other guys. They got Ozuna, um, uh, Arcia, Albies, Michael Harris. I mean, they're stacked lineup there. You know how good they are. How do you beat them? Pray, I guess. But the Philadelphia Phillies' offense is enough to match them, and if the Phillies' bullpen and starting pitching just gets hot at the right time, who knows what could happen? Let's just go ahead and focus on getting in first, winning the wildcard series that you end up with because now you know you're going to have to be a wildcard team. The NL East is no longer in play. The Braves have already clinched that on your home field. So maybe that's motivation for the Phillies. Maybe that's a little bit of a wake-up like, hey, all right, we're a little bit annoyed, uh, angry, worked up over seeing the Braves celebrate on our field. Let's go smoke the St. Louis Cardinals who the Phillies will play on Friday night, off night for them tonight. And you got to get back after it. You'll see this team again. And hopefully you'll see this team again in October and you'll be able to take care of business there. But uh, but yeah, that's what happened yesterday. It wasn't great. It is what it is. You move on. And they're moving on to St. Louis. No game tonight. Eagles play Thursday night football. But the Phillies are back in action Friday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies-Cardinals matchup, every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you'll be able to pull that up there. Uh, coming up, Interesting conversation about Christopher Sanchez. Had a great start yesterday. But could he start a playoff game for this team? Or is he definitely resigned to the bullpen? We'll discuss as we continue Locked on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at Fandle. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from Fandle. Well, I mean, the NFL season's already going on. So get ready for NFL Week 2 and Thursday night football and all of that good stuff. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5, you're going to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. You're going to want to see every NFL game this year. Well, that's the way you do it. You get $100 off if you place a $5 bet. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. I mean, the app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. And I'll tell you this, right? This is the secret that they don't want you to know, but I'm going to tell you anyway because I think my friends at FanDuel would want you to understand how good of a deal you're getting right now. When you get the hundred dollars in free bets and everything, you still got to use that money to try and win, and you could still like lose that money. It's free wagers, right? This hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket, not a free like it's not a wager. You're getting something good with that. So it's a great time to go ahead and check out FanDuel Sportsbook. It's a 100 bucks in your pocket that you're saving on uh, NFL Sunday tickets. So go ahead and check it out. I mean, the app's easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer. You won't want to miss FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Again, Philly's off night. They'll take on the Cardinals Tomorrow night, Friday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We'll dive a little deeper into that game tomorrow, and we'll take a good look at that series and everything going on there. But there's a conversation to be had about Christopher Sanchez at this moment in time. Sanchez yesterday was outstanding. He had 10 strikeouts against that Braves lineup, which that does not happen often to them. And he yelled them to – The low run count, I mean, he was working there. If the Phillies had one of the offensive performances they had in other games, like let's say Sanchez had matched up against, I don't know, um, Charlie Morton. The Phillies have a good look at winning that game with Sanchez's performance. Unfortunately, he drew strider, uh, which meant that you were going to have to basically shut the Braves out if you're going to have a chance to win and nobody really shuts the Braves out. So I'm not too worried about Sanchez losing his start, but I saw some really, really good stuff from him. And we've seen some really, really good stuff from him this year. So here's the question. What do you trust more come playoff time? Do you trust the player's performance that season? Or do you press, trust, I should say, the track record that that player has developed or lack of one? So let's look at the options to potentially start a playoff game for the Phillies. Well, is your number one. You know that. He's in the Cy Young conversation in the National League. Noel is your number two. He's got to be. He's got the second highest ceiling. He hasn't been good consistently, but you know when he's on, he's a Cy Young caliber pitcher. He just hasn't been on very often at all this year, and the days that he is on, he follows it up with like two or three bad performances. So I don't know what Aaron Noel is going to give you, but you got to give him the opportunity to show you. Then I don't know who's three, but Ranger Suarez was a big part of that World Series run last year. Tywin Walker has been pitching years and years in baseball. I mean, I've been playing MVP – Baseball 20 or the show um, 2017 uh, back on that TV back there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it kind of over my left shoulder and uh, doing like my own road to the show and everything, creating a player. Taiwan Walker's in that game. He's been around a while. You exist in that game. You've been here a minute. He's a veteran. He's a big bodied guy. He's a guy that's uh, going to be able to eat up innings. And I think that's important. Come postseason, season, saving your bullpen and everything like that. Maybe he's a guy. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, most likely is going to go to the bullpen, but he's a guy that had a really good year. He threw a no-hitter. I mean, how do you put a guy that threw a no-hitter as a starting pitcher into the bullpen and say, "Now we're, we're not starting you? So you got all those guys. And then you got Christopher Sanchez, who also had a really good regular season to this point, has stepped up big for the team, has really good numbers. A lot of people compare him to what Bailey Falter did last year. I think he's doing better than what Bailey Falter did last year for the Philadelphia Phillies, where Falter was – Pretty darn good at points, but I think Sanchez is even having a better season or he feels like a better pitcher right now to me than 2022 Bailey Falter. But let's look at how the Phillies handle Bailey Falter. They barely used him in the postseason because the youth, the inexperience, the moment can get too big for some of these players. Now, this has to be an internal evaluation. Can Christopher Sanchez handle the moment? Is he a Ranger Suarez? where he goes out and he's deadpan and it doesn't matter. He's not going to show any emotion and everything looks easy for him and his heart rate doesn't look like he gets above 60. Maybe. Is he a Bailey Falter, where he goes out and pitches against the Padres in the NLCS and gets lit up at Citizens Bank Park? And luckily the Phillies came back and won that game. But still, is that what you're getting? So do you trust the youth, especially with a team that is so veteran led Like, can you throw a guy in Christopher Sanchez who wasn't on your opening day roster out there? Can you find a way to get him in a ball game in a different way that's more advantageous to you than giving him the ball in a start where he could potentially sink you? Like, I don't – I look at the other guys in this rotation and I say, it's hard for me to put Sanchez over them because of the experience factor, but it's hard for me to put anyone besides Zach Wheeler over Sanchez because of the way he's pitching right now. Now, luckily – we've got a couple more weeks of games. So hopefully something will come become abundantly clear and in a good way. Like maybe Noel will like really break through. Maybe <laughs> – it's funny to even try and say that. Uh, but maybe Tywin Walker breaks out of his bad stretch that he's been in. Ranger Suarez starts to look like the guy he was last year. And one of these guys forces the Phillies' hand and says, well, yeah, Sanchez has been good, but look how good X pitcher has been. He's going to be our third guy. So maybe that happens and makes the decision easy. As of right now, I'd still be nervous to start Christopher Sanchez. I wouldn't start him in a wild card series. Like he's not getting the ball for me in the wild card series. If that's the uh, like, if that's an opportunity, but in a five game series against Atlanta, yeah, I think he's getting the ball. It'll probably be game three or four. But yeah, I think I I try and get it to him at Citizens Bank Park too, uh, so that you have a situation where he's in front of the home crowd. But Yeah, I think I'd give Christopher Sanchez the ball. If the season ended today, you were heading into an NLDS with Atlanta and you had to pick somebody to pitch game, let's just call it game four, because there will be two games in Atlanta and two games in Philly. Yeah, I think I'm giving the ball to Christopher Sanchez. So he's getting closer and closer to that for me. And I'm a guy who hugely values veterans over young players. Like I would consider playing Pache uh, over Rojas just simply because he's played a couple seasons in Major League Baseball. Not a couple seasons equivalent, but he's been up – for longer, like I, I just I don't know, man. We'll have to see how it plays out. But Sanchez is making a really good push for being part of this playoff rotation and an important part of it, and that's a good sign. Like seeing him throw the way he did yesterday against that Braves lineup, it's not a bad thing. It just makes a decision interesting for Rob Thompson and the Philadelphia Phillies. Coming up next, we're going to do a quick check in on the uh, the standings, the schedule remaining for the Phillies. We're coming down the home stretch. It's getting tighter and tighter by the day. So we'll discuss that as we continue. Lock on Phillies. All right, let me tell you about our friends over at uh, Jace Medical. Okay, uh, the Jace case it provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. So they put it all together in one case for you. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you just jump on a quick call with one of our uh, one of their board sort I can't talk. Let's try this again. You jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians you can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions it's doctor created it's doctor recommended and you don't want to be caught unprepared right you don't want to be in a situation where you say i wish i had this medical emergency i wish i had that this that and the other thing i mean everyone should be ready and able to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation care go ahead and check it all out i mean you've all been in situations, every single one of us listening out there, where something happens, where it's a medical situation, where you're like, okay, uh, we need to take care of this. It pops up unexpectedly. You never expect them. And when you do, you got to be ready. And that's what Jace Medical is there for. So go ahead and check them out over there, Jace Medical, one of our newest sponsors. uh, And uh, you'll be prepared for the unexpected. One more time, I want to let you know, Phillies, Cardinals, Friday night, an off night tonight. This, I'm recording this on Thursday, but they'll play 8:15 tomorrow night, and you'll be looking at a matchup between, let's just look at the starting pitchers ready to go, Aaron Nola, and you're also seeing Zach Thompson from the Cardinals, who the Phillies have already seen this year. Yes, first pitch of that game is at 8:15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time out in St. Louis tomorrow night, and you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search phillies let's go ahead and take a quick peek in the standings before we wrap up the nl wild card race the cubs mercifully have continued to lose when it comes to what's going on in the national league wild card race the phillies still a game and a half up on the cubs the diamondbacks also lost you're still three and a half up on the final wild card spot and you have let's just do some quick maths here 79 plus 67 As far as the games remaining, it'd probably be easier to count the games at this point. 146 games played out of 162. 16 games left. Three and a half game lead in the postseason push. A game and a half in the wildcard push. A lot still to be figured out. Now, I'll tell you what. That was probably the hardest series of the rest of the year for the Philadelphia Phillies. Four against the Braves, including a doubleheader. That's tough. Now you get a day off and you go to St. Louis. The Cardinals stink. Take care of business against them. Then you got to go to Atlanta and play the Braves three more times, and maybe you can gain some momentum in this Cardinals series, and maybe the Braves will clinch the top seed in the National League and be resting people by that point. That's why it might be kind of a good thing that the Braves have already clinched. Uh, It sucks that it was on your field, but they might rest more people the rest of the way. A lot of those guys have played basically every game, and they might get rusty by the time you potentially see them in October. But after the Braves – You get the Mets for four, the Pirates for two, the Mets for two, or sorry, the Pirates for three, the Mets for two. I mean, your last, what is that, five, four, seven, nine, nine games are a cakewalk. You could take care of business there. That would be a huge benefit, but you need to build momentum against the Cardinals. This should be two out of three tomorrow. We'll talk more about that in tomorrow's episode, but this series has got to be two out of three in favor of the Phillies, and a sweep would be awesome. Because you're in a spot where you have not left yourself much room for error. I do still think the Phillies are going to end up, end up on top of the top wild card, but I'm getting a little bit more nervous every day. Ah, well, it's never easy with the Phillies, is it, folks? But more often than not, over the past year and change, they've gotten the job done. So hold the faith. We'll see what they do in St. Louis. Off night tonight. Go enjoy the birds. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.